big fat rich robinson riffs exactly welcome to the world's premier black crows podcast state of america hosted by two of the band's most dedicated fans david hudson and ian rice and now let's get the show on the road All right, everybody, welcome back to a special edition of the State of Amorica podcast. This is uh, something of a State of Amorica short, as it were. I am one of your hosts, Ian Rice, and with me, as always, Mr. David Hudson. David, how are you, sir? I'm already right, Ian, but you were a little bit late to get on the Zoom, and you left me wanting and waiting. Oh, we should just end this episode now, because you did a pun, and uh, you know how I feel about puns, David. They say fun. sarcasm is the lowest form of uh, wit. I disagree and say it's the pun. <laughs> I love the pun. <laughs> hey, when I was fatter, you could call me the big pun. It's two now, and uh, I'm not happy about it. All right, we got, we're here to do big things, and I feel like people are turning off already because of your uh, poor puns. But there's a reason that we are here doing this quickie, and that is because it is a banner day here. Of the release of first new Black Crows music of the last 14 years, and that is a track called Wanting and Waiting. David seems to think that everybody wants to know our thoughts on this, so that's why we're here to share those with you. So, David, why don't you uh, give us your take first? I mean, when we started this podcast almost five years ago, first of all, we didn't know there was going to be a reunion, let alone know there was going to be new music. And obviously, the COVID messed that up as far as getting the new music and then the, the fiasco with the Aerosmith tour being postponed, I'm sure messed with it a little bit, but I'm happy about it. Uh, I think most people are, uh, have a poll on, um, Twitter going right now. There's 14 hours left. I think it's like 280 something people have voted, but I think 64% thumbs up and 9% thumbs down and the rest is, is neutral. And I think for a band that's been around this long, even like a neutral response is good. You know, think about those Stones albums in the eighties, man. They were they were terrible, and you know they that was about at this point in their in, in the Crows' career, and some of the nineties output by the Stones wasn't that great. But I'm excited about it. I like it. It sounds kind of what I thought it was going to sound like. I I don't think there's going to be another Three Snakes album, but it's it's a catchy song. It's got a big hook, and I think this song was probably released as the single. For a reason on my Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, a lot of casual fans or people that just kind of don't know that much about them and messaging me and going, man, I really like this. So I think it's out there for a reason, man, it's got a hook. Rich and Chris know how to write a hook. Two of the things that stand out the most with me is Finn's bass playing. Mm. There's serious groove in this song. And then man, the harmonies and backing vocals are top notch. I don't know who all's doing that I, I would think on some degree Sven's providing some of the backing vocals too but I, i'm pleased with it i have high hopes for the new album I, I i think you know i've been told it's going to be a big fat rock record and and that's the the language that that was used but no complaints for me anytime chris and rich are making music i'm there for it and uh, of course we couldn't be happier for our friend Sven who who is in on this but i liked it and um, I'm I'm looking forward to to more of it, and I'm I'm optimistic that the rest of the album is even going to be better. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, I enjoyed the song as well. It was a very interesting mix of 
the shaky money maker kind of vibe. And but then also I I hear a lot of things on the more up tempo tracks from like War Paint and and Before the Frost. I feel, I hear elements of that in there too. It's like almost encapsulating a lot of different sounds from a lot of different periods of the band. I was a little worried at first, uh, I'll be honest, when I listened to it, because the, the very first verse lyric, the way he sings it kind of sounds like the Jealous Again melody, but quickly that goes away. And um, it's just like you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a catchy chorus, you know, hooks for days. And I, I definitely understand why I was put out this, as the first single. It's very, it's a straightforward rock song, and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I think it's going to hook some people in. But the 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 thing to me is 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 Rich you know, always knows how to write a riff. Uh, Crystal sounds vocally fantastic. And uh, the CRB saved his voice. Absolutely. And uh, I just think, you know, everything's sounding good. It makes me optimistic for the record. I will tell you that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was reading that there's going to be a, a duet with uh, Lainey Wilson, who is a apparently like a really up and coming country music star. Now, me talking on country music, I, I am not an authority on it and I don't want to be an authority on it. But from what I understand, the the thing with her happened after the CMAs with Darius Rucker. So mm. if this thing with her, if the timeline holds, then this was kind of a late addition to it. And I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about that. I, I think it could be it could be really good. I, but I wonder is it is it is a country tinge song or is it just a rock song that she sings on? Because from what I've read, she's a big fan. You got to think if she's a big fan, uh, she may want to put those rock shoes on. Yeah, I mean, I don't, honestly, I couldn't tell you a song of hers with a gun to my head, but that doesn't mean that she's not talented or, you know, I'm I'm always interested in collaborations because sometimes they can really surprise you, even though on paper they might not uh, be too fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, it really seems like it's going to be the big record for this year so far in terms of uh, rock records, you know what I mean? I, and I know, you know, it's easy for us to say because we're big fans of the band, but I really just get the impression that this is going to be uh, a heaping helping of uh, rock from the boys here big fat rich robinson riffs exactly i'm excited about it um i've already purchased several copies for us to give away on patreon we'll probably give some away on like twitter as well uh we'll do what we can to increase those album sales so uh chris and rich uh, we're gonna put some money in your pocket come on the podcast i mean absolutely you uh you ordered up the orange vinyl version and uh the album itself comes out on March 15th, and uh, it's going to be a long wait to hear the rest of this record. And Ron Aleski just texted me as we're recording this, saying the signed has already sold out. Yes, there were signed options on there. Yes, of course. And, now, uh, Enoch signed one and send it to you. Yeah, I don't think it's going to have the same uh, value, but uh, that actually might devalue the record. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll do it anyway. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'd be interested to hear all your thoughts. So anybody wants to jump on social media, check out David's poll on Twitter. Or just comment on uh, Facebook or Instagram and let us know what you think of the new track. We'll put up some uh, some posts so you can uh, take care of that. And also stay tuned because we have, our next episode is going to be our top five Rich Robinson moments. And uh, it's it it uh, really was a great episode, a lot of fun to record, and uh, can't wait for you guys to hear it. It was, and that'll be soon followed by episode one hundred. Yes, that's going to be a fun one. So, Ian, for old times' sake. Let's play out with wanting and waiting, and we'll leave Jason out of this one. Stay tall, everybody. Mm-hmm.